Hello everyone, this is Mark Hamstra with Supermarket News and this is our SN Off the Shelf podcast. With me today is Scott Mushkin, founder and CEO of R5 Capital. Good morning, Scott. Hey Mark, thanks for having me. Great, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your outlook for the industry and uh, uh, what some of the factors are that are, are impacting retail uh, grocers uh, in this environment. So let's start, I guess, with your, uh, what's your big picture outlook for grocery retailers' uh, financial performance overall in the year ahead, given that uh, inflation appears to be easing somewhat, but uh, there may be a recession looming on the horizon. I mean, I think, you know, looking at 2023 versus where we were a year ago. So, you know, I think people were worried, even the companies were worried back, you know, at this time last year that, you know, cycling the inflation and COVID and everything would be pretty difficult. At that period of time, what we were telling both our consulting clients and our research clients is that we believe that, you know, 2022 is going to be a good year for the industry. Um, that actually, you know, not stocks aside, I think if you look at the industry overall, it was a healthy was a healthy year. I, I think the challenge in 2023 is we just don't feel the same way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I, I want to feel the same way, but I it, it's hard. You know, the Fed is really seems determined to get inflation under control, um, and with that, you know, they seem determined to drive up the unemployment rate. And you know, I was talking to one of my consulting clients about this in the grocery business. We do consult all of retail, but this is grocery specific. And there's definitely some concern on that. Like, you know, rising unemployment has typically been not great for the industry. And then if you throw in the possibility of, you know, the Fed succeeding in getting inflation down, you know, food has been very inflationary. And so I, I, I just think, you know, the potential for a recession in the back half of 2023, which is kind of what we would think, you know, history would tell us mm -hmm. um, with unemployment going up, um, cycling over a lot of inflation. It, it just it, it doesn't you it doesn't give you the warm and fuzzy on the back half of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked to a lot of companies about that. I think Walmart spooked the market. Um, when it talked about returning to a more normalized environment of maybe even, you know, slight deflation. Um, mm -hmm. And not that we have seen deflation in the industry, but just much, much more muted inflation mm -hmm. um, as they got to the back half of 2023. And of course, they've been gaining share. Um, so it, it just becomes a much more difficult environment. And, um, you know, we've been telling people just, I think you got to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. Inflation has been more sticky. Um, looking at the CPI that's coming out, it's coming down. But my gosh, I mean, it's coming down from you know, real high levels. And, and our data is actually you know, well above where the government is saying uh, mm -hmm. the numbers are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, over a 18-month period, we're tracking mid-20s. Mm -hmm. type of inflation that's run through the industry, particularly packaged food. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, probably, you know, going on and on here a little bit, but, you know, I think we're a little uneasy. Mm -hmm. um, now there's, you know, offsetting factors. Inflation, again, has been more sticky. You know, we're not going to, you know, no one knows what's going to happen with COVID. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's all, all these different variants running around. 
you know, there's obviously people trading into food at home from food away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, if uh, we get a recession, um, and again, I'm going on, but there's so much here to unpack. And one of the things that we're, again, we're worried about mm-hmm. is that goods consumption, again, this is not just food, but this is all of goods mm-hmm. were overconsumed during um the COVID, the COVID period, mm-hmm. services were under-consumed. And mm-hmm. even so, but the food service industry, you know, there is that, you know, will the consumerist thing slow continuing? And we're seeing this, you know, rather than recession right now, what we're seeing are choices. This hasn't affected the grocery industry as much. Although if you look at real spending in grocery, um, minus the inflation is actually not great. Um, but there's a lot of choice being choices being made by the consumer. Um, they chose goods during the, the COVID over services because they couldn't really get out. Mm-hmm. What we're now seeing is they're choosing services over goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and services like we, we've seen airlines been doing well, saying things are still great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, food away from home. You know, will we see the normal activities this is our fear through the company you know, through our all, all overall research mm-hmm. you know will the consumer still be choosing services because they under consume them into a recession mm-hmm. which would make the good side of the economy even more susceptible mm-hmm. you know grocery is generally more stable mm-hmm. um but it's a concern you know, it's mm-hmm. a concern that even as we go into a recession, because there was so much, there's so much pent up demand to go out to dinner or mm-hmm. to go on vacation, mm-hmm. um, that this trade down may be less, you know, you know, from, um, you know, from food away from home to food at home. Anyway, so it's a, it's a very complicated picture of 2023 and mm-hmm. we're cautious in summary. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's a, an, an interesting take on, uh, on on what could happen. This whole balance between uh, um, demand for services being uh, being pent up and and how that could impact uh, grocers going forward. But uh, I wanted to shift a little bit to talk about stocks. Uh, sure. Last last year was uh, was a mixed bag uh, for the industry. Um, some companies were flat, and I guess that was a good thing relative to the market. But sure. uh, yeah, but uh, what uh, what did you see as some of the key factors that uh, you know helped separate the uh, the winners from the losers in 2022? So you know we, I mean Walmart is a broad line company, but they sell so much. It's the biggest grocery in the country, mm-hmm. and so you know their their equity was you know was you know a decent performer uh, during the year. Um, mm-hmm. Where other companies, you know, so the, the traditional grocers. Um, you know, they were okay. I think Albertsons, you know, obviously was, was struggled a little bit frustratingly. Um, but I mean, if I was going to say, cause stocks follow the, follow the businesses. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Walmart, and I think it's a big story. I think, I think what Walmart's doing throughout their business, but also in the grocery business is probably the story of 2022. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, grocery drives a lot of traffic. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and the story to me, and we do enormous amounts of field research. That's what R five Capital is really known for. We do it for the consulting business. We do it in our research business. So we're in the field a lot, and it's senior people that are in the field. Um, and very noticeable has been the turn in Walmart's business on the 
store execution, store standards. And this has certainly gone through um, the food at home business, their, their grocery mm-hmm. business. And I would even flag the fresh side. Um, the improvements made in fresh are, I mean, it, it, I call them, I have looked at Walmart for 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. I would never think that they could execute fresh. Now it's got 4,000 stores, so it's not everywhere. And I can probably someone's listening to this and saying, well, I was in my store and it was terrible, mm-hmm. but, and you always get that, but to see the execution, some of the experimentation on meals, um, the remodel activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the, you know, you know, looking at the stocks, you know, follow, you know, follow the money, mm-hmm. um, follow the earnings, follow who's taking share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, that was the story 2022 mm-hmm. um, and probably 2023, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as Walmart, you know, continues to do, you know, you know, really refine that business. We even talk about omni-channel and all the pickup at stores. And mm-hmm. so they are to me, you know, they're always, you know, the 800 pound gorilla, but maybe they're now the mm-hmm. 1200 pound gorilla. Like uh, uh-huh. they have, they have done such a good job with that business. Um, and I didn't think it actually could be done. And so that, that kind of leads to, you know, the, you know, the equity performance and mm-hmm. the front frustrating equity performance, I got to say for the year to me was Albertsons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Albertsons, that Albertsons team was, you know, still is because it's still a company. In my mind was the best management team that's been put into the grocery business in a long time. Huh. You know, v- Vivek, the guy, you know, CEO, mm-hmm. um, Sharon, the CFO. I mean, they just, they, they, he, Vivek put a tremendous team together mm-hmm. and, you know, talking to a lot of the competitors in the industry, um, looking at the inflation, they were getting their price gaps down. They were getting their execution store standards up. They were taking share, might've been a little share, but, you know, mm-hmm. continuing to take share, but the equity wasn't, the equity wasn't moving. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the owners got a little frustrated which turns us to Kroger. And I think, you know, thinking about the Kroger and Wal- uh, Kroger and Albertson's merger, which we're, we think goes through, we, you know, mm. I think they're going to do what they have to do. Kroger that is, is to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to what I was talking about before with, with Walmart, you mm-hmm. know, Kroger competes against Walmart more than any other retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Walmart has has, as I articulated before, is you know taking share in a, in a mm-hmm. significant way, um, and Albertsons was taking a little share from Kroger too. Kroger faces Publix. Kroger, of course, HEB is moving into Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Aldi. You know, Kroger faces a number of competitive pressures, mm-hmm. and so in, in our mind, the, it 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 was more of a defensive acquisition. It is a defensive acquisition for Kroger. Mm-hmm. Um, to get scale, to be able to compete uh, effectively against Walmart, um, as Walmart you know drives their business forward and takes a lot of share. They've been taking, you know, they've been taking a good amount of share according to our mm-hmm. data. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, looking at the winners and losers, you know, I think it kind of lined up to a degree. Well, you know, Walmart seemed to line up. I, you know, Albertsons, like I said, is a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some small cap guys in there too, like the grocery outlet and, and, and other guys, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think as we look forward, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy that stands out to me is, is Walmart. 
Mm-hmm. But that is in the backdrop of what will happen with the end of the first part of the conversation, what happens with the industry in the back half of 2023, because mm-hmm. they're the largest sell of grocery, you know, grocery in the, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, that uh, kind of segues into uh, my uh, next question, which was uh, uh, whether or not uh, consolidation might pick up, uh, especially in light of the Kroger-Albertson's merger and why or why not? I think consolidation is always, you know, taking place in the sense in the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The scale is, you know, you look at certain companies that have been in the rumor mills, you know, at times like a Sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they, you know, are they able to, you know, stay independent and really make that business work? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a key year for them uh, on that. Mm-hmm. So you may see if it's not working. You know, something happened there from an M and A perspective. I mean, we've written that you know perhaps the management team should kind of have a dual path of can we grow the customer base and if we can't you know should we you know open it up to um you know you know kind of a, a strategic review kind of like Albertsons did mm-hmm. so i always think it's going to happen you know it's always there mm-hmm. um you know but it, 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 the thing that i think sometimes is underappreciated uh and, you know, the MA is there clearly is just some of the strength of maybe it's not underappreciated with people listening to this, but some of the strength of some of these regional competitors is just, you know, is, is just tremendous. And they tend not to be acquisitive mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I think the other thing looking out 2023 is what happens to the Winn Dixie, um, you know, Southeastern grocers down there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, does, does someone, you know, you know, would Kroger and they've resisted it and they're obviously involved in a merger right now, but you know, that would be kind of the last key piece that they're, they're missing down in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that, you know, that's an asset that, you know, on again, off again is obviously rumored that to be beyond the market or potential acquisition. And the other thing I would say, and this is more, you know, smaller things, but you always have private equity involved in the business. It seems to one degree or another, Mm-hmm. And, you know, are we going to see, you know, more of that smaller companies, um, you know, whether it be specialty companies, uh, you know, ethnic, you know, are we going to see more activity there in consolidation? And my guess is, you know, you know, you could. Um, so that's something that, you know, we need to talk about because it's mostly the private market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would expect that, you know, that's a, a call it hotter, hotter area. Mm-hmm. Um there's you know a little bit more growth and i think there's there's interest so it's the funny thing about the industry is even though we talked about the outlook for 2023 and you know it's you know it's not uh you know it's hard to the back half you know there are pockets where there's definitely capital being put in play um to consolidate to grow um and uh and so it probably you know continue to be an exciting year for the industry you know if, mm-hmm. you know that way um, mm-hmm. I think 2023, 2024 are probably going to be years where we see, you know, more activities, whether it be on the private side or the public side. Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of headlines uh, uh, coming up in the year ahead with the supermarket uh, industry, right? <laughs> right? It always seems to be, doesn't there? It always yeah. seems to be, yes. Mm-hmm. And like, right. You know, it's hopefully the, the fears of cycling, mm-hmm. uh, like we talked about earlier, you know, the mm-hmm. fears. I didn't have last year. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, my fears this year are are not don't come to fruition because mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be a, a, a tougher ending. 
um, mm-hmm. for anyone listening to this and our advice to our, uh, our consulting clients is to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it never hurts to, to prepare. And if it doesn't happen, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, to be prepared, you know, obviously watch the, the labor hours and all that, the good stuff that we talk about, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, it, it's just something that we've been advising clients. Well, terrific. Well, thanks so much for your time, Scott. Uh, it was great speaking with you today. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me.